0: to take your retail business to the next level today that's shopify.com system
1: i'm kate winkler dawson a journalist
2: author and podcast host and i'm paul holes a retired investigator with experience solving some of america's most notorious cold cases
1: together we host buried bones
0: a historical true crime podcast on the exactly right network
2: Each week, we
0: examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to
2: bring new insights into these very old tragedies.
1: Like the time the sausage king of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897.
2: Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday.
1: Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If you can step into the stronger version of yourself earlier, everything improves. Not only the outcome for the child, but just how you're experiencing this journey for however long it goes on, and and the beautiful thing is it's all inner work. You can you can do this work yourself. You don't you're not reliant on any external uh, people or external factors. It's inner work. It's within your control to do, and it m- makes a gigantic difference in terms of how you feel.
1: Welcome to the Parent Footprint Podcast with Dr. Dan. I am Dr. Dan, your host. And let me tell you about the mission of Parent Footprint. Our mission is to make the world a more loving and compassionate place, one parent and one child at a time. We believe at Parent Footprint that the key to raising happy, healthy, and engaged kids is for us parents to seek the same in our own lives, happiness, health, and engagement. And further, we believe that awareness is critical to the foundation for your vision of successful parenting, and with increased awareness and intention, we can be purposeful about leaving a healthy footprint on our children. Today's show is completely aligned with the mission. Today's show is called Warrior Parent Coaching with Cass and Len Arcuri, and let me tell you about this dynamic duo Cass spent her career in marketing, sales, creative development, and business development. And when her son got sick, she took a three-year sabbatical so she could focus on healing. Cass understands the body's innate power to heal and has put in over 15,000 hours in the kitchen, creating recipes to accommodate allergies and special diets. Cass is a certified health coach from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And Len... Len's professional background and experience is in process improvement. He loves to help clients achieve their goals, realize their potential, and upgrade their body, mind, and life. He is a Six Sigma Master Black Belt and a certified Bulletproof Human Potential Institute coach. His coaching combines proven productivity tools and biohacking to get results faster with greater ease. All right, we have a power couple here. Cass and Len, th- welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Thank you. Okay, I've been looking, this, this conversation has been in the making for a long time and I'm eager to dive in. And um, I think the, the, first, the first question is,
2: what is warrior parent coaching? Well, warrior parent coaching I guess, in a nutshell, is a transformation of the parent into a warrior who is going to be kind of stepping into a stronger version of themselves to help their child. And mm-hmm. I think the, 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 the soundbite here is that if a parent really wants to help their child, if they're dealing with some health crisis or some, some diagnosis, the greatest thing they can do is to upgrade themselves. So a lot of parents go immediately into fix-it mode and trying to figure out what might help their child, but it's not very often that parents look inside themselves and actually do that inner work that, if done, definitely will accelerate healing, it'll create a stronger connection with their child. So it's, in a nutshell, warrior parent coaching is a transformation of the parent in order to help their child.
1: I love, I mean... I love this. You know, this is where we're fully aligned and it it turns things upside down because right when we hear that there's something wrong with our child, which I think we hear all too often in the language of what's wrong instead of what's right, we go straight to the quickest way to eradicate that problem. And usually parents sacrifice their own life and health to the point of autoimmune disease and syndromes. Um, And you guys found a different way.
2: Yeah, that, that, that's right. We did. We we found a different way. We had a lot of phenomenal influ- uh, people around us early on who helped change our perspective and to show us this this different way of operating. And it, it really is a kind of a road less traveled um, mm-hmm. because, particularly with our road autism, it's pretty much you know you're constantly looking for people to fix your kid and and mm-hmm. you and you're. And you're also, just so overwhelmed and so tired, and uh, a lot of anxiety. The, the last thing you want to hear is that you now have work to do on yourself. Mm-hmm. But it truly was the greatest gift we received early on, which is why now we're so excited to share that with others, uh, particularly people who are early on their journey. Because if you can, you know, step into the stronger version of yourself earlier, everything improves. Not only the outcome for the child, but just how you're experiencing this journey for however long it goes on and and the beautiful thing is it's all inner work you can you can do this work yourself you don't you're not reliant on any external uh, people or external factors it's inner work it's within your control to do and it makes a gigantic difference in terms of how you feel
1: and we're going to get to that inner work because everyone needs to to know what that looks like and and how to start and before that Um, share, share with us your guys journey with your son and you know, how, how you came to this.
0: So, um, I'm going to start here. So our son, um, at one, uh, had a severe reaction to peanuts and that kind of, when we look back on a timeline, it kind of the straw that broke his back. Um, but after that he lost eye contact, he lost his words and he just disconnected from us. And um, at 18 months old, and we had a pediatrician who thought, oh, he's just a boy, he's fine. But it just, we knew in our soul there was something else going on here. So at 18 months old, we had him evaluated, and we were told that he had moderate to severe autism. And we were also told by the doctors that... um, basically to focus only on life skills and that we are the future that we had envisioned for him was not going to be possible for him, which didn't. And then in addition, his health was crashing. He became allergic to all foods. He um, was diagnosed with bowel disease. And so his health was crashing as well as his development had been um, crashing, Um, And so we started our journey, and we saw, we intervened with therapies right away. Um, We had great early intervention services, um, and then we just went out and sought doctors who might be able to help him with his GI stuff, and we often encountered doctors who told us, basically, so a lot of what my son was having with GI issues was just a comorbid symptom that happened with autism, which... It didn't feel right, um, and so every time we went after that and started addressing his stomach issues, um, we kept seeing improvements in his autism. And so, fast forward, we were able to come figure out how to, how his body, what his body needed to heal. Um, a lot of that was food. We discovered something like um, homeopathy had played a big role in his life. A clean environment, like we got rid of any kind of toxin uh, we actually sold our house and moved into a building that purified our air and water um, and so we just set him up for mm-hmm. healing um, and those changes and figuring out what was right for him the boy who was diagnosed moderate to severe autism only focus on life skills is now last eval- evaluation was done probably four years ago his autism at that point was considered mild mm-hmm. he's independent in school and he's thriving.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And so I imagine some of your 15,000 hours were spent um, healing his gut.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Last, I mean, he has basically at one point he was off food for a year because he had so many allergies. Um, And then when it was time to put him back on food, it was our mission to basically cause no harm Mm -hmm. and only heal. So healing his gut has been essential, but basically modifying every single recipe to be things that he can have, um, not things he can't.
1: Mm -hmm. So on this road then when did the the guides and the guidance about transforming yourselves come into play?
2: Well, that that was interesting. I think uh, that concept never really entered into our minds because I think early on we were naively confident, even though it was a big stomach punch and we knew we were dealing with some major things. We kind of thought that we could do it alone and that we, we had this. And it was really... The the, the first time that shifted for us was the therapy that we did um, early on for our son. um, Typical for autism is ABA, Applied Behavioral Analysis, and it's a Mm -hmm. type of therapy. Um, And we did that early on, but then we switched— Um, and we uh, did more of a child-centered approach, and it was a phenomenal program. It's called the Sunrise Program, and it's uh, actually a program that's part of the Autism Treatment Center of America, and that's part of an overall organization called the Option Institute. And what they do, particularly with the autism side of uh, the work they do with people, is it's all about parents uh, and teaching the parents and empowering the parents to do the work. So they were the first ones that we were exposed to that said, hey, it's we're not going to just introduce you to some therapy or something to, to give to someone else to work with your child. We're going to work with you and we're going to help you transform in order so that you can be of more use uh, to your child and more helpful. And really, everything that they're about is not curing autism um or not extinguishing behaviors it's to form a bond it's to form a connection with your child and that really spoke to both of us Mm -hmm. because that was the most important thing The, the, the the autism's not horrible because of the diagnosis and all that it's it's because you have a disconnected kid um so that organization and the teachings that we had uh by um by benefiting from their programs is what really shifted saying, Oh my goodness, how much look at what's happening now with our son. Cause we saw immediate benefits and this is stuff that's we stuff that for us to do. It's not something for a therapist to do with our child, or it's not some intervention, supplement medication, whatever the case may be. This is just how we're showing up, how we're being. And, um, and that made such a huge difference, especially because, Yes, our son's emerged out of autism and he's in such a better place. But even more important than that is that he is a connected, happy kid. And mm-hmm. that's ultimately the most important thing that I think any parent wants in it with their child. So mm-hmm. it was that organization, Dr. Dan, that basically kind of showed us that that roadmap that's more internal um, that started enabled us to see the power of that, that inner work and how that could ironically help our child the most as opposed to something that we were doing externally with them.
1: And I have a feeling that you took those um, principles and values and skills and then you uh, transformed them <laughs> to, to, create a, to create a warrior.
2: Th- that's right. They they th- That organization gave us that, that foundation, mm-hmm. um, and their teachings are phenomenal, but there's so many other pieces that uh, parents who are dealing with a challenge like autism face, and that's where we also have expanded in terms of the types of things, particularly as we talked earlier about diet for our son was huge. And that was something that people really need help with, not necessarily to tell them what diet to do, but to help educate them and empower them to be more observant to what's happening with their child, to, do, to focus on what might be a root cause that might be causing behavioral or other uh, uh, medical um, type issues, and to go into the kitchen like, like Cass has done and to, to come up with what are those solutions that are right for their family. So then what did you add to that? In terms of the um to add to from a diet perspective? I'm dying to hear about how the
1: organization came to be and then how um we need some of your secret sauce here. How to uh, how to we're going to tease everyone so they can start on this path here. How do these parents upgrade their game? Upgrade themselves?
2: Well, p- parents can upgrade themselves the, the first step is actually having the awareness that they can upgrade. In other words, that they can become better. Mm-hmm. And, and then the, the key secret there is being willing to accept help and asking for help. Mm. Now, there's a whole ton of, of, of books and there's support groups, etc. But having more personalized support, we found, is, is that key because everyone's situation is so unique for us, diet was huge and for a lot of parents it is, but everyone's got their own unique button. So so to, to be able to have support because we all have blind spots as a parent, we all have our own unique obstacles. The only way you could possibly overcome them or see a blind spot is if you have somebody who's really walking besides you. So just that the support is, is the key. And then it's just really the knowledge of the different ways a parent can be holding themselves back. And that gets to a lot of what we look to, the to, to special that we really focus on with parents is things that you'll be very familiar with, right? It's, it's the mindset it's, it's mm-hmm. their overall approach. And if they're in Vic, if they're in a fixed mindset or a victim mentality, it's very difficult to improve anything. So mindsets pretty much stop, you know, step one. And then after mindset, you kind of start now looking at the, the 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 environment what's around you and that's where a lot of the um, food comes in in terms of uh, being really mm-hmm. important uh, but also just your overall environment in terms of toxins from a variety of sources there's a lot of cleanup that can be done and it makes a difference with how you're feeling how your child's feeling and setting them up more more for success and healing whatever you're, you're wrestling with so so really it's, it's mindset it's the environment And there's a lot of work um, and a lot of potential energy that can be freed up if you become much more aware of, you know, the beliefs that you might hold in your limiting beliefs that that are also potentially holding you back and and sapping your 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 potential to find solutions for your child. And the, the belief piece of it, that's definitely the gift of the Option Institute that I mentioned. That's the work that they specialize in. And nobody's better than them with that. But that's also something that we help uh, parents with, or just the awareness of what limiting beliefs they may be holding. Because once you have that awareness, you have the opportunity to uh, to change your belief and to adopt a more transformational truth. And and just that belief work can be so, so powerful.
1: And I love how um, you started with awareness and you ended with awareness. So the awareness, first of all, that a parent um can ask for help and accept help like i need help i need need to access my resources and it's okay and then getting the support they need that they're seeking and then this knowledge base this mindset about what are what's holding me back as an individual um as a as an individual and as a parent for my child or my special needs child and then going back again to awareness of their beliefs that might be holding them back and how they can be leveraging their development instead of being stuck, I'm guessing, in fear and other um, generally difficult and unhelpful emotions.
2: Yep, that's absolutely right. You know, so all that kind of is related. You can, you know, everyone's going to have their own unique areas of opportunity. But then the other thing I, I didn't mention is that there's also just basic problem solving 101, and some people are really good problem solvers and they can take knowledge and translate it into actions and then take consistent action. Um, Some people are really good at addressing the root cause as opposed to just the symptoms. So we found that uh, some parents really need help in that area as well. It's it's just basic problem solving. And with some teaching and some learning, it's learning that lasts a lifetime. They then emerge as a stronger problem solver and that lasts for a lifetime.
1: And the word that keeps coming to my mind and um, I know is something that you both talk about is empowerment and how critical empowerment is part of your work.
2: Yeah, absolutely true. And and I would uh, even say like the, the short line of what we do is that we transform parents into warrior parents. But that's not really true because we we can't transform anyone, anyone. But we empower parents to make that transformation, and sometimes parents just need the space, you know, and the support, and yes, some guidance um, to be able to make that transformation themselves. Because anybody who comes, and particularly who who's looking to um, to um, uh, work with us and to, to accept support from us, they're already doing so much, and they already have ninety nine percent of the answers that they need, but they just may be stuck, they may have blind spots, and that's where the support really comes in. Because these are super capable uh, parents who are doing everything they can, and they have such an incredible desire to help their child. It's just that their, their know-how of what to do and their capacity to take actions, to, to show up, to have the time, to have the energy, and then ultimately to have the resiliency to see things through, those are all things that can be developed, and that's what we help with.
1: What would you say in terms of going back to mindset? What you've seen plenty of mindsets I know you've experienced your own mindsets um, in your journey with your son. How do you see the tra- like the typical for everyone listening out there, some with um, kids that are neurotypical, many who have kids with special needs, how do you see the transformation of mindset over time? you know, the, the normative transformation of where it starts to where it goes when one transitions or transforms to a warrior parent.
2: And, and that I think that's a great question. And I would say the mindset piece of it can be transformed pretty quick if the person's willing. If, if somebody is You know, kind of looking at it, and and they're in a a more of a fixed mindset, a victim mentality. Uh, There's a lot of benefits to staying there because you don't have to really do much work, and it's easy to to then blame whatever's happening on you know something else. Um, So I'd say if somebody's in that camp, it can take a long time and may never change. But if someone has that awareness of what a mindset is and the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset, to to move from fixed to, to, to a growth mindset doesn't have to take very long because conceptually, it's, it's kind of easy to digest. And again, it's, you can look for a lot of evidence either way of wherever you want to stay. So if the desire to, to have a growth mindset, to constantly learn, to, 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 to basically move with optimism and hope uh, that, that's a choice. And and we had that early on and nobody had that more than my wife did. Um, and so basically, if we have somebody who's coming to us and they're more in that kind of fixed mindset, as long as they have the desire to adopt a growth mindset, it can happen pretty quick.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, something else that you just triggered for me when you uh, talk about Cass is she said, Cass, you said, um, a few times when you were consulting with um, with doctors and professionals, just things didn't feel right. And can you can you say something about trusting one's intuition about themselves and their child?
0: Oh, absolutely. This is um, definitely something of. Um... I, it's so important. And our first lesson, actually, the woman who ran my son's early intervention program, she was amazing because she had said to me early on, whatever, her advice was whatever happens, just truly trust your mommy gut. And just always use that from a place of this is definitely use that as your core for where what's going to happen and how you're going to respond to things. And so trusting your intuition and really fostering your intuition is so important. Um, And, you know, that helped us make decisions as relates to different doctors, different therapists, um, different interventions we did with our son. But it's also been so uh, moving as we've worked with Parents now um, to help them foster that intuition in them. And it's, we just had a couple graduate from our program because we also believe that. You can do things relatively fast and to empower parents in a short time frame. So say from like eight to twelve weeks. Um, and this mother that we were working with had so much intuition, but she might have doubted herself. But watching her transform over that 12-week time frame, I mean, she is unstoppable. So from she went from being, she said at a four out of ten to a nine out of ten for trusting herself mm. and her decisions she's making. So just seeing Knowing what the intuition did for um, myself, my son, our family, as well as now seeing clients, it's just, it's a game changer.
2: Yeah, if I could just add one thing on intuition, because it it is so incredibly important. And uh, there's, we've worked with uh, parents who, there's a little confusion there because a mom has intuition. And the dad may have intuition. Generally, mothers are more in touch, though. And so the question is, what happens if you know the, there's a disagreement? And uh, and what we've learned and what really worked well for us is we both can will share openly what we feel and what deep down we think is right. But if there's a tie or if there's a disagreement, the tie goes to Cass because there's a no stronger connection with the child than of the mother-child connection. And I, and I initially didn't really like that, but it, it actually has served us so well. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't mean the dad's intuition is worthless. It's just that there is a stronger connection with the mom. Uh, and again, there, we've had some instances where that call and going with Cass's gut has truly turned out to be um, uh, uh, just uh, totally game-changing for, for our family.
1: Yeah and you bring up such a key point so when a child is um benefited with two parents and particularly we know that gosh regular parenting is hard parenting a child with special needs is it can be incredibly taxing and to have a partner uh to tag team with is just invaluable how important that um relationship is that that warrior relationship and I and I Really appreciate you saying like you guys had to work through some guidelines because you both are so involved and you both are intuitive. That what do we do if we don't necessarily agree? Because we all know, God, the amount of information that's coming your way when you have a child with different medical and developmental needs is is a ton. Yeah,
2: you know, a- absolutely, and and that's why we we call this warrior parent coaching because. We want to empower parents to be warriors against anything that's going to hold their child back. And one absolute way to hold your child back is if mom and dad can't get on the same page with what's going to be useful. So when you look at it that way, and it's not a war between the mom and the dad to you know who's going to win whether the you know the child goes gluten free or not. If the parents can get around the idea that right now their their role and their opportunity is to get aligned to talk to have a free discussion but then get aligned with what's going to be most useful for the child is 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 a phenomenal way of really being there for for your or your child who needs you and mm-hmm. so just remaining at odds and not agreeing and particularly if the you know in the instance where parents you know may may divorce or split and you know the child's gluten free for 5 days and then you know eating whatever they want for 2 days that just won't work and if the parents could just get together And I know it's easier said than done to see what is best for the child. Um, If there's disagreement and back and forth, it doesn't take much to really see that that's not going to be useful. So before
1: we get to the Parent Footprint Moment question, I have one question for each of you. Uh, The same question. And that is, what if someone wanted to start today to, to start the mindset, to start the process of being a warrior parent, a parent warrior, what is one thing you would recommend for them?
0: Um, personally, I, I like to think about what is your vision for your child and write it down or draw it on a Paper, Like put it pen to paper. It can be, you know, words, it can be a drawing, but just really visualize what you want, what your wishes are and what your wants are for your child. Um, So it's almost like putting a stake in the ground to claim it. Um, cause I knew that I want, I knew what my son looked like before he was one. And I knew when he was connected to us and to have him reconnected to us was always that vision, but really putting it out there. What, what are your um, wants and dreams for your child and know that it's possible.
2: Nice. And, and, and I would build on that just by saying that, and there's so many things sort of whittle it down to one is hard, but, uh, I would say, what do you want? Really know what you want, just like Cass was saying. And that's been, I would give on that is what I alluded to earlier. You know, what I wanted after we got that diagnosis and things got really, really hard, the thing I wanted most was for this autism thing to go away. I wanted to not have a child with an autism diagnosis. And that was the enemy, was autism. And I, I was in that camp for a little bit. And, just wasn't useful because ultimately, if I didn't want the autism diagnosis, sure, I could have gone, found some developmental pediatrician who maybe wouldn't give that diagnosis, but that's not going to change anything. So instead of having my goal be, I want my son not to have autism. As soon as I shifted to that different goal, that different want that I wanted A more connected kid. I wanted more of a strong bond with my child because that's the hardest thing about autism is that they're in their own world. So when that changed and I got clear on that goal and Cass and I got clear on wanting to, to form a stronger connection with our son, once that was done, all of our actions became aligned to that as opposed to if we would have stayed with just having it be, we don't want an autistic child that would have led to very, very different uh, Mm -hmm. actions, medications, et cetera. So by choosing the right goal, the goal that really mattered was the most important thing. So that's the one thing is just really understand and think about what do you truly want? And it may not be what pops in your mind at first. So a little more sustained attention there can make all the difference in terms of once you set that true goal of what you want, then you can go about, you know, taking the actions and and trying to move towards what you truly want. Totally. The
1: awareness, then the belief, and then the actions to, uh, to meet your, uh, your guiding, your guiding mission for your child. That's right. Okay, guys, it's time. You're going to have to duke it out for who gets to go first for the parent footprint moment question. And that is tell us of a time when you became aware of yourself as an individual or a parent and that new awareness had a positive impact on your child.
0: Um, so when Len had mentioned that we had Um, autism treatment center with the sunrise program we actually went and we lived there for a week with our son and they worked one-on-one for on us for 40 hours for the week and then they played with our son and he was just an environment Um, what was amazing is sunrise is all about non-judgment and just love and play and happiness Um, and I was in the playroom with my son and my son was, he loved to read books and he was reading a book, but he would always say this one sentence wrong. And the sentence was, um, that he wanted me to say was observed the miracle. And of course I was correcting him. And the sentence then, if you correct him, says observed the miracle. And they pulled me out and they said, why aren't you going with him? Just go with him and see where he brings you. So over the course of that week, about 55 times, I said, observe the miracle. And (laughs) on the 56th time, he smiled at me and he said, observed the miracle. And Uh... that moment, the whole idea of, oh, my God, I finally, after my child was what, four and a half or five at the time, I finally connected with my son for what? where he needed me. So I stopped judging Mm. him and I just started truly loving him. And that bond has been incredible. So that whole Observeer the Miracle, he and I still talk about that to this day. Um, But it's (laughs) that whole for parents to lose the judgment and just come from a place of love. And for me, my son was more my teacher than I've ever been his teacher.
1: Mm. That is a miracle. (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, Cass.
2: Yeah, and I think for for myself, there there's so many. Um, but I'm thinking now of one moment um, where, particularly with autism, you know, the thing that gets really overwhelming are, are the behaviors that you might be dealing with. Um, and for some, it's much more extreme than others. You know, our son exhibited pretty much all of them. But the one moment I'm thinking of is he was. You know, I just described, explained to my son, listen, that I, I had a headache and was just saying, hey, please use a softer voice because he was talking very loudly. And then he started kind of yelling and using, and, and so my blood started boiling because I had just asked him not to use a loud voice and he, he was, and I was just kind of at my wits end, just totally overwhelmed. So I felt so much frustration and anger. And what, what came out of this was the, the true realization in my own mind That when I got angry, that it had nothing to do with my son, because in that moment when he was using a loud voice and screaming, initially where my mind went was that, okay, he's doing this intentionally, right? I just asked him not to, and now he's doing it intentionally. So I was angry that he was doing something, you know, intentionally against my wishes. And of course, I know that wasn't the case. That's not how my son operates. So I dismissed that quickly. And then I went to the belief of, oh, you know, there's, he's broken. Like the fact that he's yelling now is yet another sign that he's broken. He needs to be fixed. And then I thought about that. It's like, well, that's that's not true. I know, I know that's not really true. And then when I really thought about why was I so angry, it had nothing to do with my son. It had everything to do with the fact that in that moment, I was judging myself as a lousy parent, as a failure as a parent. Because clearly I was a failure if my son you know, was still screaming after I just asked him not to. Mm. And so that, that light bulb really went off in that moment like, oh, whenever this is happening, you know, 99% of the time, has nothing to do with my son. This is all me internally judging myself. And once I was aware of the fact that I was judging myself as a failure as a parent, I was able to stop and look at it and say, well, you know something, is that true? And I can honestly say that it wasn't true, that I feel I I put a lot of time and effort into it. I know I'm a good parent and I also know I'm not perfect and I'm constantly learning, but it was just that deep awareness that whenever those challenging moments come up, Mm -hmm. it's more than likely has nothing to do with my child and what they're doing has everything to do with my own belief system and how I'm feeling in that moment about myself and in that case, I was believing something that, what, that I truly knew wasn't true. And with that awareness, then I could move forward with my son and look at what he's doing. In that case, yelling and saying, hey, he's doing it for some reason. I, I'm, I don't really fully understand it, and, but I'm going to try to figure it out. But I'm going to be calm. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to use anger to motivate him. And I'm just going to. Be a little bit more kind of curious and just accepting whatever he's doing now he's doing for a reason and then go into problem solving or just sitting there and not trying to solve the problem and just being with him. Because at the end of the day, it's all about Us and even now, we're continuing to build that connection. And uh, and so that was the real light bulb: Mm -hmm. was that you know something in those periods of frustration, severe frustration, it rarely has something to do with your child. It's usually again your own internal, in this case, my internal judgment of myself.
1: And in that process, you just fully described how to uh, transform yourself and upgrade your game with this awareness and um, change belief system.
2: Awesome. Then that's right. That's right. And just tapping into what's really true. Because a lot of times you right. can cause a lot of right. self-misery on things that aren't actually true if you just have the awareness and 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 think about it a little bit. Yes, guys. The
1: the awareness keeps coming up. Awareness <laughs> is key. So Enlighten everyone, you guys. Tell them, tell everyone where they can find how to look up more about your organization, your services, your approach, and how to find the work that you're doing.
0: Um, so our website is warriorparentcoaching.com. And then also um we're on Instagram, same warriorparentcoaching, Coaching, as well as Facebook.
1: Excellent branding. You guys can't miss it. <laughs> Warrior Parent Coaching. Len, Cass, thank you so much for your insights and uh, sharing your journey. I mean, it, you can't ask for a more authentic and empowering experience that you're sharing with everyone and um, inspiring that you guys, you guys have done this, you're doing this, and now you're helping others transform themselves and upgrade themselves to raise healthy kids who are connected
2: to themselves and the world. Thank you. That's great. We, we really appreciate the opportunity, Dr. Dan.
1: All right, everyone. That concludes another episode. Thank you for listening. Let's uh, rehash some of these wise words from Cass and Len. And that is really to think about empowering oneself to be a stronger version of yourself. That it starts with you. That if you can have the awareness, seek support gain knowledge about what your belief system is and your mindset is you will have that increased awareness that and here's the key to trust your intuition and foster it and then ask yourself what is your vision for your child and what do you truly want from that vision you can roll out your personal plan to achieve that vision. And of course, we have two warrior parent coaches who can help you and are here to make your life and the world a better place. With that, I say thank you for listening. You know where to find us, www.parentfootprint.com. Check out our Parent Footprint Awareness Training, which is designed to increase awareness just as our guests are talking about. Be the person you want your child to become And I'll leave you with the question I always do. What footprint do you want to leave?